What's going on, everybody, and welcome to the other side of the firewall podcast, where we talk about the latest and greatest of cybersecurity news, as well as we highlight those movers and shakers and glass cylinder breakers, those people of color who made it to the other side of the proverbial firewall. My name is Ryan Williams, and as always, I'm joined by Shantines. What's up? What's up? What's going on? And Chris Abacon. Got them both on the same show. What's going on, everyone? What's going on? So uh, welcome to uh, Monday's topic. So uh, Monday, Tuesday, our topics, Wednesday's discussion. Thursdays will either be a throwback or ask us this P. This one will be a throwback. I'm already certain of it. So you guys will hear something from the archives. We have like roughly 470-ish episodes to go through. Uh, 480, maybe. Uh, don't, don't quote me. And, <laughs> and then Friday's everything else. Movies, books, games, all that good stuff. Without further ado, I'll give it to Shannon. I just want you to know, Ryan. Once you put it, once you put it on video, man, it's quoted. Like that's how it is. About <laughs> it's written in ink. This will be held against you twenty-five years from now in your <laughs> political office. Like, remember that time he messed up? <laughs> I don't know about about politics. <laughs> this is how we connected the future. That's, right. that's how it is. Right. <laughs> that's how it is. Canceled, but because uh, <laughs> he can't remember the episodes. But let's get back to it, everybody. All right. So this this article is from DarkReading.com, right? Title of it is Cybersecurity Awareness Doesn't Cut It, It's Time to Focus on Behavior, written by Russell Spittler. He's a co-founder and CEO of Nudge Security, right? So um, what he's talking about here in this article, right? So I'm somewhat familiar with this because um, as it is where I work, I do the majority of the training, right? And what he's saying is that just doing the training itself um, doesn't focus on behavior, which he believes to be the biggest factor in preventing uh, the things that happen when it comes to cybersecurity issues, right? So um I, I understand what he's saying, but here's here's where it's here's where I see it being a little different, right? So he's like just telling people about it, you know, doesn't do anything. And one of the things he suggests is, you know, do the training when people start getting accounts or when they're when they're starting in, you know, on a network or something like that, which we do, you know, in our facility, right? But we also do it annually, right? So it's not every time that someone is is doing any type of training. We do it when they get their account. We do it annually every year and we try to set a timeline right so like at this time throughout the year this is what it's going to be and it, it it it'll happen where you can't catch everybody all the time right people are tdy they're doing whatever it can't happen but um them trying to t trying to key in on the actual behavior of it i see it being all right this is this is this is where i come off kind of as the the old fuddy-duddy right do what you're told to do right <laughs> Like that's just that's just kind of how I see it, right? Security is not fun. I get it. I understand it, right? Like as an Izzo, as an Izzo, I'm the fun police, right? Nobody wants to nobody wants to have to deal with me. Uh, whenever any type of investigation comes up, they don't want it, they don't want to see Shannon walking around the corner, right? Like I get it. I understand it. But just do what you're told to do, right? Like you're paid accordingly to come in here, do a job, and these are security measures that it takes. Um, but I mean, and here's the thing. When I do the training, I try to make it fun. You try to make it memorable. You try to do something different, right? I don't just want to read off slides. Anybody can read slides. If that was the case, I could just send them out to everybody and just be like, hey, everybody read this, acknowledge it, whatever, right? And it'd be those times where, you know, you may do that. And then all of a sudden you get, you know, stuff back from people in like five minutes. I'm like, yo, it takes me 45 minutes to do this training. You telling me you read it in, in five and signed all the paperwork? You know what I mean? Filled everything out? It's, it's, it's just kind of weird to me, right? So behavior is what they're, what they're trying to key in on, on, on what, on the way to actually change this. Right. But when they say actual behaviors, they're talking about kind of, kind of putting it in practice, right? Like do, do a couple of drills or do something that maybe, um, you know, people will be more reactive to, but I'm like, at, at, at a certain point, 
um is the juice worth worth the squeeze on this you know what i mean like and i don't mean it as in it's a bad way to go about doing things but it's one of those things where if you do it too often even is it like the boy you cried wolf right like every time they see something now do they think oh this is the this is the this is cybersecurity guys playing games again right and then they don't take it serious you know what i mean so just do what you're supposed to do and you you shouldn't have these types of problems but behavior is what he says what needs to change not just speaking at people doing training and to me i just think you should make the training better you know what i'm saying make it think, more memorable. say some yeah points, you know yeah for sure i think that it's uh, i think in industry they call it gamification just making something fun making something available um making something that people want to uh participate in right and then really that's that in, in turn leads into what I think is the biggest factor is part of it is like the culture aspect, right? So behavior is dictated by the culture of a company. So leaders should really strive for a culture of um, cybersecurity and being aware of what we're supposed to do. Um, and also uh, just want to also talk about the fact that you could have all of the technical controls in place. You could be a hundred percent, compliant with NIST 800-171-172 even, right? Um, but there's still that human factor, right? There is that human factor, there's human error, and there are, there are outstanding social engineers out there that will do anything and everything to get into, uh, you know, some type of database somewhere to, to, to do harm, right? So when we're looking at specifically vulnerabilities like this, it, it's it's got to be holistic, right? So the bigger your company is, the bigger the attack surface is, right? So there's there's all these little things that can that can really uh, drive you know vulnerability and the potential threat event, right? And then again, I I just want to get back to that culture, right? And then you, you hit it on the money right there when you're having fun with it, when you're you know engaged like walking around the office or you know. Um, doing weekly meetings with departments that you don't necessarily see or talk every day, right? Just kind of like a spot check, right? It's it's a it's different. Also, when when we've got a lot of people remotely, it's difficult to you know really uh, it be, enforce those behaviors because you know you got people just walking into their office at home and they're logging in, right? There's and sometimes they're they're not cognizant that hey they're they're checking their personal email or on their on their corporate email. They just they'll just click anything. Right, really, until it happens to them, they're not going to care anymore. Right, they're not going to care. But so, for example, right, there there are phishing simulations out there that do a really good job. Um, they're internal within the company, right? But they do a really good job with like fake phishing mails and things like that. But you got to look up for you know email addresses, URLs, things like that. Um, and admittedly, right, in the early days, I actually clicked them on those links, right, and then I got a call. Hey, what is this? <laughs> aren't you supposed to be nice to Right? Aren't you the guy? Aren't you the guy like preaching cybersecurity? Or you're you're the one telling us you know take out the attack cards, you know, and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, until it happened to me, right? Until I didn't see that like consequence, I didn't really. I mean, it it was a behavior thing, right? It's a culture thing. So, but, 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 let me ask you this, Chris. So, like, yeah. But but to my point, right? So, like, if you were to see it 
like every month, right? Like, like, like I was talking about with the whole boy who cried wolf thing. Like eventually you're going to have people like, again, because security isn't fun. We know this, right? Like when I'm going around and I'm pulling, I'm pulling cacks out of the readers because people are walking away from their desk, right? Like, <laughs> like stuff like that. I've done like, that a million times. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, like stuff like that. Like it's not one of those things where I don't think, let I me mean, not say it's not, I can't speak for people directly, but I don't think it's one of those things where people will, will take it seriously after a certain amount of time, right? They're like, all right, here we go again, right? So every mm-hmm. time they see it, they're like, it's an exercise, I'll get the call, you know, whatever, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. And then within five minutes, if they don't get that call, they're like, eh, that's kind of odd. It's like, yeah, because, you know, you, you've, you a, a Nigerian prince has got you now, you know what I mean? That's, that's, what, that's what ends up happening, you know what I mean? So that's 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 my fear is that we already know it's not fun and 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 like behavior I get it I I understand where the author is coming from but it's still not something that I think is going to like people just need to they they kind of need to just nut up and do what they're supposed to do you know mm-hmm. I mean on the even more technical side right uh, I just remember the UEBA UEBA user uh, user and entity behavior analytics there's stuff like that where you know it's going down to the weeds where they're looking at clicks you know they're the they're looking at the metrics of how you operate on your corporate computer right so that they're using machine learning models now they're using all these algorithms it's fancy stuff that i'm not really familiar with but at some point in time there's a big brother out there that's going to be able to you know do create some kind of threat mechanism or you know threat rating for employees right it's it's crazy that's real hey, 1984. I'll, yeah, 1984. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't know that existed. Now I'm just a little creeped out. Like, are they doing that to me? Yeah, <laughs> on for my, sure. On my corporate uh, laptop? Yeah. Uh, I, I think you're both right. Uh, I, but I think it's it's at different age groups. Like, so that'd be my argument. Like, uh, we we adults are uh, not a lost cause, but we, we're very stubborn. Like, we don't believe in, in the cyber. We're like, this is nonsense. Mm-hmm. Uh, until, like you said, Chris, it, it happened to you, right? And then, then you take pause. You're like, maybe I should uh, be more uh, uh, apprehensive. Maybe I should be more into it. But to Shannon's point, like, you have people who just don't care, right? They get caught by the mm. phishing campaign. Just like, meh. <laughs> you know what I mean? I have to redo my <laughs> my IA training again. It's going to take me another five minutes. And I'm not worried mm. about that. I know all the answers. I've been doing this for, you know, 10 plus years. Uh, I, I honestly... It, 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 I, I believe it is a behavior thing, but I think it has to come at an earlier age. So I, I went to CyberX um, this week and there was a guy named, uh, uh, I'm going to mess his name. Let me look it up real quick. Mark Keller. So Mark Keller is the CTO and he said the same thing. He believed it to be a behavioral thing. It's getting people into the mindset so that way they take care of the the cyber. But I was taking it a step further. I would say it starts with the, the youth, with the cyber hygiene. Uh, like I, I think you're gonna need the Shannons to, to beat people down, take hacks out <laughs> in our current state, <laughs> right? Creep around the corner and, and jet people up. Uh, but I think if we bake it into uh, good practices, like you know how we teach our kids to be uh, good citizens, right? Like at my 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 third grader back when he was in kindergarten through through now, right? He's always talking about like pick up litter, like do this, do that. Like he's a big in recycling. Like they're they're kind of feeding this into him already and then hopefully he keeps some of these habits when he gets older i think the same thing should come with cybersecurity, where you're starting to see a lot of that being baked in the school now uh to keep kids safe just with pictures and images and things of that nature i think it should ramp up a little bit as they age up uh to having better passwords hopefully passwords will go away uh in the near future but if they don't right how to build a stronger password how to protect yourself on tiktok like build that in now and then when they become us 
I think it'll be a little bit easier um, to uh, to keep the reins on. So it sounds a little bit ma manipulative, right? <laughs> a little bit of cult-ish, but it, I, I think it is uh, a best practice, right? So I, I think if you give it to them sooner, then they'll be more responsive with it later in their in their lives. So, and I remember Aisha Hollins was on the show and she talked about it a little bit as well, uh, maybe even a year ago where she has, uh, she, she goes to camps and she uh, uh, does classes with uh, uh, young girls and, and kids teach them better cyber hygiene. So it's already out there. I think it just needs to be kind of instilled more into our schools. Uh, and then you'll build them into the hopefully uh, safe adults uh, when they get older. Um, but, so, but, to, but to Chris's point, you got to make a game of it, right? Like, especially when yeah. you're right. young. Right. <laughs> okay, right. But you remember some stuff when you're a kid, right? Like the whole stop, drop and roll. Like, I don't even think that's even <laughs> applicable anymore, but I just baked into my mind. Like if I ever caught fire, <laughs> I would stop, drop, and roll, and hopefully, hopefully, it will go out. <laughs> I'm like, they lied to me. <laughs> so, oh, but no, I, I think this is a, a really good conversation. So, uh, it's, it's good to have everybody's perspective sure. represented on it. And if you, the audience, enjoy this, please tune in for the rest of the week. Chris will be with us all week long. Uh, again, Monday, Tuesday, our topics, Wednesday, discussion. Throwback Thursday, I'm not sure what that's going to be yet, but it'd be something good from the archive and then friday everything else so listen to us talk about movies books games all that good stuff hit us up by the website psycho by our name you can meet up personally i'm uh ry ry scared guy that's ry ry scared guy on linkedin clubhouse uh threads and twitter and where can they find you chris you can find me on linkedin under chris abacon there it is a bacon that's how you say how you spell abacon a bacon. then shannon is in the shadows we don't know where he's at he's <laughs> <laughs> doing the dark wing duck <laughs> but uh yeah definitely continue to tune in throughout the week stay safe stay secure